0: It wasn't a short, small drop. It wasn't the sort of plane hiccup that only shocks first-time flyers like me. No, this time, it was long. I was on the second part of the roller coaster, the stage where your body feels weightless and floating as you're careening down the track, the stage where tears would come to my eyes and I would start to pray. An announcement came on. Ladies and gentlemen, we are experiencing a period of turbulence. Please fasten your safety belts. The message didn't make anything better. Anyone who wasn't already sitting with their belt on was probably already bumbling their way through the cabin. I held on to the arms of my pod again, just hoping the moment would pass. And then there was Matt. Didn't I tell you that I wasn't going to let you fall? I turned to him and nodded slowly. It sounded nice, but how was he going to stop the plane from doing anything? Those words were just empty promises. Penelope, Matt said, with an intensity in his voice that diverted my attention from the growing panic in my belly. I did not take you on your first flight to Paris for you to fall. You won't, That's a nice thing to say, I said. Thanks for trying to help. Matt squeezed my hand harder, gripping it until it hurt. I'm not being nice, he said. If it even means that I need to shield you with my own body, nothing is going to happen to you. I won't let it. Matt's eyes pierced right through me. Would he really do that? Put his life on the line for me? That's silly, I said, in a quiet voice. You have your business. You're famous. The whole world will be looking for you. I laughed to myself. It was true. It has happened before. Just like at the library, I said. That rescue crew wasn't looking for me. I don't care, Matt said. Even if nobody else will, I'd be looking for you until I found you, no matter what it took. The turbulence got worse. It felt like we were careening towards the ground. Even the people in economy class started to shout. My body was frightened in the most primal way. I braced myself against the soft material of the pod, trying to feel some sort of stability. Then Matt leaned over. He took my chin in his hand and brought it to him. His lips pressed against mine, and my brain stopped focusing on the turbulence. I still felt like I was falling, but not through the air. Matt's lips were warm, wet, and insistent. They tasted of wine and the chocolate souffle he had eaten. They felt like they were flooding my body with a molten fire that pooled deep down within me. It wasn't fair that he could catch me off guard like that. It wasn't fair that he could make my body react in the most primal way, too, just like I was falling through the air. Wasn't it enough that he was rich, hot, smart? Did he have to pull my heart around on a leash, too? Ahem. Matt pulled away, and the world spun for a second. Then I realized it the turbulence was over. Instead, there was an annoyed flight attendant standing right next to me. Normal personal displays of affection are permitted, she said in a curt tone, but please take the feelings of the other passengers into consideration. Matt simply smiled at her, but my cheeks burned. I glanced at the other first-class passengers and an old woman with her small teacup dog was staring at us. Her wrinkled face was contorted into a scowl. I could probably guess what she was thinking, but it would be better not to. Once the flight attendant was gone, Matt gave my hand a small, chaste kiss. You can imagine how the old woman's scowl turned her face into a sea of furrowed wrinkles when she saw that. "'See?' he said. "'I told you I wouldn't let you fall.'